When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Right down the east coast of Australia and across the SEN network. Welcome to the Summer Run Home on SEN. Yeah, welcome back to the second hour of the Summer summer Run Home. Thanks to Hyundai and Blunston. If you missed the first hour, you can catch up on all podcast apps. Uh, Philpy, first hour, we buried the hatchet. We After did, your yeah. prank call. We moved on. We you, moved on. You accepted my... I don't, actually, I didn't even apologize. I don't think you did apologize. <laughs> I don't think you did. I don't think you did. Uh, we also talk share houses, and that probably segues us nicely into our next guest. We talk share houses and that ultimate bulldog share house from the early 2000s. Willie Mason, Sonny Bill, Rennie Matua, Willie Tonga. Oh. Absolute legends. My childhood heroes. Uh, Philpy, you know I'm a massive Bulldogs fan. You live it, you breathe it. I, so, love, it, I love your passion because you don't... You don't see hardcore fans as much anymore. Well, I, I may be one of the only Bulldogs fans in the media game. Yeah. I don't I don't bump into a lot, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, we do get a lot of love on the text line, though, about Bulldogs fans. So I'm very excited for our next guest. He's the CEO of the Bulldogs. Must be one of the top jobs in the NRL at the moment. The Bulldogs are unbiased. Unbiased, Philpy, but we are absolutely flying. He joins us now on the line. Aaron Warburton, welcome to the drive home. G'day, James. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good. Well, look, Aaron. I'm going to level with you. I'm very excited. Uh, the past couple of weeks, I'm getting that from you. <laughs> <laughs> the past couple of weeks, I'm I'm looking at the off-contract players and thinking, is there anybody we haven't signed? I know. Look, it's been a bit of a theme probably for the last six months. Anyone that's off-contract is, is being aligned with the dogs in one way or another. But look, we're pretty happy with where we're at and where we're heading. Still a fair way to go, but look, it's been a, a pretty good off-season so far. Aaron, I've seen a lot of these memes going around that the Bulldogs have signed Lionel Messi. Um, the most recent one I saw was um, Novak Djokovic over the weekend. It does feel like that. And the club, you know, when they're in a good position like your club seems to be tracking, get linked with just about every single player in the club. Is that tricky? Yeah, it is because you've obviously got a heap of players here that are contracted and wanting to, to I guess, level down with their own spot. But look, when we've had turnover um, pretty unprecedented over the past few years where almost half the squad has moved over, it's, it's probably sitting mm. out a little bit where that won't keep taking place at that rate. But, look, it's, it's um, rugby league sells papers. It, it creates clicks. So we're part of that ecosystem and, and there's no point trying to buck the trend. Aaron, everyone would have heard about the signing of Stephen Crichton. Uh, that was very well documented. But in the last couple of days, there's been another signing. Uh, I'll let you go with the name pronunciation, but young Bulldogs half, a young Broncos half coming to the Bulldogs being spoken about in the same sort of breath as Joseph Sawali, Sonny Bill Williams. Can you tell us a little bit about this young superstar? Yeah, Carl Oluwapu. He look probably, I'm not the only one saying it. He's probably one of the number one, um, I guess, talented teenagers in the game at the moment. Still got a fair bit to prove and, and will obviously make one of our top 30 spots and when he plays first grade this year, that'll be Cameron and the coaching team's um, decision. But yeah, everything we've seen from him and um, it's not, you know, he's not a name that's just popped up on the radar. He's, he's, he's one of the most talented. So 
most clubs are aware of him, but in saying that, he um, we're hoping he fits a pretty vital role for us in the halves. Having depth there has been probably a challenge for the club for a number of years. So, as I said, he comes in as an 18-year-old with, with high hopes himself personally, but also from the club. But um, Cameron's smart. He won't he won't put too much pressure on him. He's he's with us for the next few years, so we'll make sure we we introduce him to the the, the first grade team when he's ready. Um, he's only been here probably three or so days at the moment and probably getting his head around a heap of things, not just where he fits into the team and combinations, but just getting used to the club, which um, which he'll do pretty quickly, I'm sure. Earlier in the week, Aaron, uh, the Bulldogs announced uh, a leadership team. Uh, there was club captain uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner and then on-field captains uh, Reid Marnie and Matt Burton. Can you kind of fill us in on how that's going to work? Who'll be doing the press conferences? Who'll be, who's in charge of the locker room? What's that dynamic going to be? Yeah, look, I'm I'm a big fan of it. Over the years, it's probably fallen away from from clubs where teams and clubs used to have club captains, which is is more than just the on-field decisions and talking to the referee. It's it's setting culture and leadership and and connection, which um, is a big area of improvement for the club. and, And, Ray was unanimous in, I guess, his teammates, the peers, his coaching staff, that he was the man for that job. Um, two young leaders that come through who um, demand a lot of respect on the field in Reed and Matt, they get to share that responsibility. Look, I can't tell you how it's going to come down when it, you know, if it's a captain's challenge or what it looks like. They're both 80 minute players, which is a, a big, um, big thing when it comes to your on-field captain. Um, but look, it's it's nice to see that you can be any age to be a leader. We've got leaders in our ball and our, our Harold Matts, our flag team. So, you know, the age thing doesn't worry me when it comes to that. It's just that, you know, you look at those around you and if you've got the ability to lead, um, Cameron's seen enough from the squad and, and they're the decisions he's made, let alone the, the senior leadership group who've got you know, hundreds of games combined with them. You know, all teams will have leadership groups. It's just a I guess this is probably a unique way of of announcing who will take those roles and responsibilities. But, yeah, as I said, I'm a big fan and and backing Cameron all the way. Aaron, it was great um, for all Bulldogs fans to to hear about the re-signing of one of your marquee players, of course, being Matt Burton. I was um, slightly disappointed, though, in just the press release because it was just just kind of announced. I think it was a photo of Gus and Matt just going, uh, you know, here he is re-signing. Yeah. I had a little idea, which I mentioned on the summer run home um, a couple of weeks ago, which was because Matt Burton's so w- well known for his gigantic bombs and kicking mm. the ball up, could there have been a press release where he, he like a gender reveal party um, for, a, for a pregnant woman, where Matt just spiraled torpedoes. <laughs> yeah, where he just spiraled <laughs> torpedoes a ball up into the air and it lands and either says, like, re-signed or leaving. Like, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's a, look, Matt's a phenomenal player. We, he, he stays back, you know, quite a bit of time after training. You've got the goal kickers. He's just up there putting spiral bombs up. So he's, a, he's definitely a, a master of his craft. But, yeah, no, we'll take that on board. That's, that's <laughs> the old Hazen um, 100-metre goal kick with the... Uh, yeah, that's right. That's what he's uh, yeah. Have you ever tried... To, sorry, have you ever tried to catch one of those balls? Like, at training... I'm in the suit. Yeah, just for for um, you know, she's giggles. Have you ever gone kick one over here or no, no, no chance. Have, funny enough, I have it, but we had um, a bunch of fans at training the other day, and a few of them crept onto the field after training, and there was this one kid. He would have been maybe ten or eleven. Although Matt put about fifty up, he caught one of them. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> He's probably still still telling the story. <laughs> uh, tell me. Aaron, you've been working now with Cameron Serraldo, probably behind the scenes for a lot longer, but all 
all preseason. Uh, what's impressed you about Cameron and his approach to to his coaching? Yeah, look, Cameron. I don't think it's any secret. He he was with us day one following the grand final um, win with the Panthers. Short of you know going back and making sure he had his celebratory piece in order with with that club, but he he just impressed me from his commitment, but also his vision. So he's he's not one that has this vision and is keeping it to himself and, you know, is working on it behind the scenes. He's, he's very forthcoming with those around him as what he's looking to achieve with this squad and um, just as importantly with the club. So everything we're doing, like I'm seeing him at training sessions with Jersey Flegg, he's, um, he's had a bit to do with the, the female squad. He's he's really focused. Obviously, we brought him on with a five-year deal for a reason. Is we're, we're looking to, I guess, rebuild the club from the ground up. And Cameron... You know, he's worked under a number of really good coaches over the years. And, you know, the one thing that's impressed me is his own man, where he's he's come in and he's doing it his way. And we're giving him that um, that runway and, and every bit of support around him to do that. And he's such a measured guy. Look, he hasn't, he hasn't played, uh, or hasn't faced an opponent yet. And like all coaches and teams at the moment, we're pretty optimistic. But just his approach to it has been, you know, just very professional. Um, you, you can see it's someone who wanted to do this for a long time but was waiting for the right opportunity and you can just see this is the one for him. Uh, Gus has been credited with bringing back a lot of ex-players. You've got Willie Mason around the club, Andrew Ryan, uh, Marco Mealy. But I, I kind of not noticed even a little bit before Gus came back and I'm, I'm wondering if you're behind a bit of that as well, Aaron, that the the older players and the ex-players were coming back in around the club um, for the past couple of years. Is Is that something you've been working on? Yeah, look, if you've stepped a foot inside Belmore and you've um, you've added to the, the growth of the club over the years, you've got something uh, you know, important time to give back. And, and we can't bring everyone back, right? But it's been, um, it's been a, I guess, a problem definitely with Gus and, and those around him that if, if um, someone can bring some of that Bulldog culture back that we, we put a hand up, we are missing for a number of years. We went in a certain direction and... Um, you know, we don't need to go into why, how, or when, but it's it's something that we've acknowledged. And as I said, the guys you mentioned there, but also Hazemul Masri, who's been the club ambassador and one of our key drivers of community outcomes for a number of years, she's had a heap of value. Terry Lamb, I don't think he ever left the place. You know, <laughs> I, I always joke with Terry, if no one gives him anything to do by about ten thirty, you'll see him tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, and but he's just, you know, it's the fabric. The Bulldogs are, are all about people, and. Um, as I said, we can't bring absolutely everyone back, but that's that's one thing I've made a prerogative over the past two years is this place won't go anywhere without the right people. So it's, it's pleasing to see that, um, yeah, we've got some of the best at the moment. Speaking of the right people, um, a player that is relatively new to the club but has been there for a little while now is obviously the Fox, Josh Adokar. Uh, he had a massive World Cup. Um, and what I loved last year was that he... He made Gus, you know, roll out his catch, his slogan. The is it Let's Trot. Let's Gus trot. has been getting around the Let's Trot sunglasses yeah. I've seen on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's really infiltrated the culture. Aaron, has he made you? Have you had to do any Let's Trot babies, or how's it work? Uh, you, you find yourself. Yeah, Josh is another level. He's the energy he brings <laughs> on the field, off the field. I, I can't say I've, I've dropped a tagline here and there, but he's um, he's just a character. He's the fans love him. Um, he's got his own merchandise range, which I probably shouldn't be plugging, but he's doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in his own retail space, but he's a, he's a good guy. But he's the, he's the kind of guy, too, that without anyone knowing, he's, he's doing a heap of stuff behind the scenes. I don't think he's, he, he can't stop. That's probably one of his faults. He just doesn't slow down. <laughs> Who talks more, Josh Adokar or Willie Mason? <laughs> oh, 
very good question. Probably Willie, to be honest. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. Now, Aaron, you had a very big off-season, not only signing uh, every off-contract player in the NRL, but you also got engaged to your lovely fiancé now, Britt. So congratulations. I did. Well, picked up. No, I did. It's been a, been a big month. That was Christmas Eve, and that's like everything has flown by. So we're sort of trying to, yeah, get the, the team back on track this year. I'll be one eye on weddings and all things in between, but I'll... um. Yeah, I'll leave that to her. She's the she's the boss when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a big 2023 for you, both on and uh, off the field there at Canterbury. Uh, good luck with the season. Uh, no doubt we'll cross paths during the year, but thanks for coming on the show and thanks for giving all us Bulldogs fans even more hope heading into the season. <laughs> Anytime. Thanks, James. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, mate. What do you reckon, Philpy? Are you on board now? I'm not, but... Um, You're not trotting? No. You're not trotting? <laughs> trot. Oh, I love the Fox. Fox. I love the Fox. Fox is in my like, top five players in the yeah. NRL, and I'm a Knights fan. I should have all Knights players in there, so... I can't wait for the, the Indigenous games. Only, yeah. what, I think it's a week away now, just over a week Feb next 11th. weekend. Feb 11th. They've got a back three. Listen to this back three. Josh yeah. Adokar, Selwyn Cobbo, Latrell oh. Mitchell. Yes. Oh, stop it. How exciting is that? Yeah, yeah. And we, have we worked out if Selwyn Cobbo's um, th- th- <laughs> thoughts on the coach? Yeah, well, his sister coach it, is Cody Walker. Isn't it Cody oh, is Walker? It? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That is a dangerous back line for oh, the so good. stars. But, but, but the one thing we saw at the World Cup just on Josh Adokar, the most dangerous left edge in the NRL, bar none, is Latrell Mitchell and Josh Adokar, and I yeah. will not hear otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, mate. I'm ready. <laughs> reach out. hundred <laughs> <laughs> oh, percent. I know a lot of people were like, you know, the Fox scored a lot of tries in the World Cup against Minos and whatnot. But mate, the Fox is in my team. You, the yeah. fastest man on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for Bulldogs fans, uh, text us in oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Who are you most excited to see uh, at the Bulldogs this season? Uh, and who else would you like to sign? I mean, who's left? Is Mitch Moses the <laughs> is Mitch Moses the last player left not th- signed to a club? I think they dropped off to this week. Yeah. They well, because said. they got young, and I've already forgotten the Oluwapu. name. Oluwapu. Oluwapu. Yeah. Oluwapu. Yeah. From Oluwapu. The Broncos. Yeah, it's it's sort of the question mark, isn't it? That next half, but they've mm. done such a great job. I'm interested to get your thoughts, Missile, on the fullback. We spoke a bit earlier now. So Hayes Perham, who has come over from Parramatta, he yes. was at the Warriors, Warriors playing Junior, under 20s. I think. Yeah. It's looking like that he's going to start at number one for the Bulldogs. Have you heard much about him? Do you, do you know much about him? I don't know a lot about him. He played in a number of different positions across the outside backs at the Warriors and uh, at Parramatta. Um, apparently he's just really impressed. Cameron yeah. Serraldo training. Uh, apparently he's super fit. Yeah. And they're backing him to carry the ball out of trouble. Uh, maybe a little bit stronger than a, a Avarillo, who's a bit more of a ball player, can play halves. It leaves, uh, look, I'm a little bit upset for Avarillo. It leaves him in a tough position. He's probably his, his biggest, uh, his biggest strength is also his biggest weakness in that he's so versatile. Yeah. He hasn't really nailed down a position. Now they're talking that maybe they put him at center, maybe at, at 14. Depth is good, right? And, yeah. you Depth know, good. who's frothing over Hayes is all these super coach nerds. Yes. Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah, the yeah. super coach nerds are like, oh, Hayes is starting the <laughs> work. Oh, it's a cheapie. It's a cheapie. Oh, oh, I've got to admit, I haven't played super coach for a little while, yeah. but when I back when I was playing super coach, Corey Parker was like the god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thousand tackles, goal kicker, yeah. offloads. He was, who's the god of super coach now? Because Paul Tommy, Gallen, oh, 
was massive numbers. Paul Gallon was massive. You know, I did a um, a super coach gig with uh, Corey Parker. Yeah. And he told me that because he's the goat of super coach, yeah. that people would just randomly pop up like he'd be filling up the car with petrol. Yeah. And some some like super coach nerd would just be like, oh, three missed tackles. Hedges captain. Hedges captain thinks Corey. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's so annoying. You know, another underrated signing I'm looking forward to is have you heard of uh, Franklin Pele? Yeah. He's like. Massive unit. He's, oh. He wears headgear. He's got this like the grouse neck tap. Full neck oh, yeah. tap. And he Very played aggressive. For Newtown Jets last year. He's oh, a bulking yeah. Yeah, yeah, front row. Yeah. He actually scored a 100 meter try. Came yeah. back off the kickoff. Broke the front line, outran the fullback, yeah. and scored. Yeah. He could be a freak. He or could super, be a freak. What, what's his full name for Supercoach? Hang on, yeah. Franklin Pele. Corey Parker also told me that when he was at the height of his uh, Supercoach, um, how much he was worth. So, like, he was over a million dollars or whatever. Yeah. He took that sc- – I took a screenshot into the Broncos for his contract <laughs> negotiations. How good is that? Yeah, He's like, I find it a bit confusing because it, it used to be, like, Fox Sports had a super coach and then Daily Telly had one as well. Yeah, yeah. So now they combined? Now, so the NRL has its own one, which is NRL Uh, Fantasy, and then News Corp, which is Telegraph and Fox Sports, have super coach. Super coach. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Fox Sports feed all the stats into super coach. Yes. And then the NRL, the official NRL statistics go all into this fantasy one. So there's two different competitions, but it's all a bit more. Do you play? No, I, I do don't you play. play it. I play, but not like you know. You don't do like the draft and no. the, yeah, 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 yeah. You have yeah. to be fully dedicated to it. I, yeah. Again, I did a gig on this on a coach, which was a bus for a super coach, and they were mad into it, right? And um, yeah. the bloke who won it the year that I did, he he donated the money to. He had a sick sister. Yeah, um, okay. And he it's won. pretty big coin, isn't it? Yeah, and so I love that, but. There's already been rule changes this year because there's going to be a buy for the first time because the Dolphins are in and all the nerds, the Supercoach nerds, they they're, lost, mate, they've, they they've lost their minds. They get a bit rolled up too, don't they, when you call them nerds, the Supercoach guys? <laughs> it, is, it is good fun though. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you want to talk to us about the Bulldogs, get your text in 0457736736. I'm going to take a break, Phil P. We'll get to some of those texts and calls straight after this. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home on SEN. Yeah, welcome back to the Summer Run Home. You're with James Madison, Steve Philp. Philpy, the text line's lighting up. Bulldogs fans coming from wow. the woodwork. Yeah, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk nights. I don't think the text line's going <laughs> to light up like this. There's heaps of them directed to you, obviously you being a massive uh Bulldogs fan. Bulldog Bob has said, Missile, I'm looking forward to seeing our new centre from Rugby Union. Is it uh, Gerald Skelton? Yeah, Gerald Skelton. So, centre uh, has come across from Rugby Sevens. His brother played for the Wallabies. Big body. I think he was averaging like five tackle breaks a game or something at the back end of the year. He played a little bit in New South Wales Cup. Okay. There's some positions up for grabs. Centre's one of them at the Bulldogs. So, look, keep an eye out for him. Uh, Matt has said, G'day, Missile and the boys. Do you honestly think Kyle Flanagan is up to the job this year for the Dogs. Personally, I don't. Matt from Coffs. Look, I think all he needs to do is play a role, right? So we've got Reid Marnie in there now who's going to provide a lot better ball from dummy half. We've got a massive forward pack. Uh, we've got Matt Burton that's more or less going to steer the show. All, all Kyle Flanagan really needs to do is chime in and yeah. play his part. He, he doesn't have to kick. Nah. Burton will do all the kicking. He doesn't have to goal kick. Burton will do that. He just needs to catch and pass and give good ball to the outside back. So I think... I think he can fill in that position. 
He's not a bad player. He's I've never thought player. he's a bad player. No. Um, when he wasn't even in first grade, I, I was bemused thinking he's a, clearly the best halfback at the club, but he just wasn't yeah. getting a go. And now on the back of last year and with all these new recruits, like you say, having a nine like that um, helps. And it, like, so both sides of him, he's going to have a quality player. Yeah. It's only going to make him better. Well, if you, and if you look at their squad next year, I, I know it's, we only haven't even started this year, but if you go a, a spine of uh, Reed Marnie, Kyle Flanagan, Matt Burton, and Stephen Crichton, You've got X Factor everywhere. So he doesn't have to be the X Factor. Not You don't need a star halfback and a star 5'8 and a star fullback. Three of the four is plenty. Yeah, you look at uh, someone like um, uh, the Melbourne Storm halfback, uh, Jerome, Jerome Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. Now, like he has turned into somewhat of a star in his own right. But for when he first cracked in the first grade, he had Munster either side of him and he's got um, Harry Grant at hooker and he just did his job right. The one I always remember is the Brisbane Broncos won a comp with Shane Perry at halfback. Oh, yeah, there you go. Darren Lockyer at 5'8", and Justin Hodges at fullback, but Shane Perry. Yeah. They're very unassuming. I don't even know if he played first grade again after that year. Sean Rudder, yep. remember him? Yeah. 5'8", for the Newcastle That's Knights. because when you've got Joey inside you, <laughs> yeah. you don't need to be a star. So, like, if Matt Burton turns out to be as prodigious as we think he will... You don't need a star halfback. He's going to do most of the work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt from Hunters Hill says, the Bulldogs house from the early 2000s sounds messy. Did they ever get themselves into trouble? Well, I mean, I think I said this to you, Philpy. <laughs> Google it. <Yeah. laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what else we got? We got, uh, hey, Missile, great interview with Aaron Warper, and it gives us Bulldogs fans a lot of confidence that not only do we have a young progressive coach, but also importantly, a young and passionate CEO. This is a good point. Aaron Warburton, I think he's 37, I love 38. That. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Good, um, strong, young business people in around clubs, um, yeah. whether they're men or women. Really um, important. Yeah, can only help because forever we've always had in rugby league just a lot of old blokes making decisions and the game has evolved and changed. And yes, it is a footy club. But it's a business, yeah. and that's what the CEOs deal with, right? Footy managers deal with the footy side of things, and the CEOs are business sides of things, and that's great. Obviously, but, doing a good job. Before we go to the break, Philpy, I'm going to give our Bulldogs fans one last thing, and this is this makes winning a comp next year a certainty. <laughs> Nineteen and and apologies if I get this slightly wrong, but you know you get the gist of it. 1974 Bulldogs grand finalist runner up. 1984 grand finalist win. 1994 grand finalist runner up. 2004 grand finalist win. Wow. 2014 grand finalist runner up. You do the math. Whoa. Yeah, welcome back uh, to the summer run home. Thanks to Hyundai. Uh, Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now and Blunston. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. It is uh, James the Missile Magnuson and Steve Philp. Philpy, I'm Philpy, that's right. I just, just kind of screwed up my own name. <laughs> Let's uh, have a look at the pulse of rugby league. Thanks to Anytime Fitness, make your own rules at Anytime Fitness. This is a big one for you, Philpy. It's been announced today. Lockie Miller arrives in Newcastle. The Newcastle Knights finally have the last piece of their 2023 spine in place with Lockie Miller arriving from the Sharks. Miller, the former Rugby Sevens flyer, farewelled his Sharks teammates on Monday after securing a release from the final year of his contract in the Shire. Miller has been signed by the Knights to play fullback, a pivotal figure in an untied, in an untried attacking quartet that includes halfback Justin Hastings, 5'8", Kalen Ponga, and hooker Jaden Bradley. Now, I believe, Philpy, and you'll have to help me with names here, this has been part of a trade with the local... Front rower. Yeah, under 19s, New South Wales. Uh, Knights Junior. Origin, yeah, Max Bradbury. 
um, really promising front rower. It's really disappointing. I know we're going to chat to Barry Tui from the Newcastle Herald, Herald coming up. If you're a Knights fan, make sure after five o'clock, um, tune in for that. But yeah, for what I'm getting back from a lot of Knights fans is they're a bit disappointed. Um, there's a whole lot of things that could potentially go wrong. Like in, a, in yeah. an ideal world, Lockie mm. Miller comes in. He's mm. an absolute superstar for the, for the Knights. I think he is awesome yeah. and he will be awesome. But it changes the way we play, Lockie Miller coming in. There's certainly that case. Let, let me give you a scenario and, yep. and we'll probably talk through this with Barry Tui. Uh, five rounds in. Yep. Ponga's had four four out of ten performances and the, the move to 5-8 just proves for a second time yep. to be a failure. Now you move Ponga back to fullback. You've got Lockie Miller playing reserve grade and you've got this representative front rower playing at the Sharks. Yeah, I mean, you could... It could be a case for Lockie Miller moving to the wing. We've just signed Greg Marzu, who I've got big raps on. Yeah, he's so, good. Yeah. So, yeah, 100% that could happen. You've just let a promising young junior go and Pong is back to full. On your night's chat, and this links up with our last chat with Aaron Warburton, Dom Young was seen touring the Bulldogs facility. <laughs> yeah. Dom's been Dom's getting around. He's getting around. Yeah. He's a floozy Dom. He's, he's hanging out. Um, look. My mail is, and we'll check with Barry, and I think Barry is fairly confident, although Barry was fairly confident Connor Watson was going to stay in the Knights as well, um, is that next year, 2024, two of Dom's really good mates, um, both, um, well, one of them definitely played for uh, England in the World Cup, uh, Kai Paul Pierce will come to the club, and uh, they actually played a game together where Dom was on the wing and Pierce was in the centres. So I would suggest he'll stay. Whoever is a team that could potentially drag Dom away. They're going to have to pay overs. So, yeah, overs for a winger can really mess up your salary cap. Is there a concern with Ponga? Is he over his concussion issues? And is there a concern with him moving to 5'8"? He will be defending in the front line a little bit more. Yeah. Are we worried about that as I don't a Knights think you're ever over them. Yeah, look, I don't think there's a, there isn't a real decent spot to defend if – You've got any kind of concussion in rugby league these days, is there? Yeah. If you're a winger, you can, you're you constantly getting bombs and players are jumping up to try and catch a ball, you know. And I think Ponga's head knocks came a lot from, you know, jumping for high balls or whatnot. Yeah. I think um, I, I wouldn't be concerned about that at all. Uh, he he He's a player that would like to skip around. You know, if you remember Ponga getting to a first receiver type role on a left or right hand's edge, it's him def- uh, committing two defenders yeah. and then – popping a short ball. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there might be opportunities for teams to hit him late. Um, but, I, look, I think Ponga, Ponga moving to the 5'8 is, is only going to be a good thing. He's going to touch okay. the, He's going to touch the ball in the right times, Yeah. not just that sweeping around the back movement where teams always know it's well, coming. We'll delve into that a bit deeper with Barry Tui coming up later on the show. In other NRL news, Philpy, Luke Brooks and Isaiah Papali have been texting Mitch Moses to help lure him from Parramatta. Uh from Brent Reed in the Australian, he says the Tigers have gone all in on Moses, pitching them into a seven-figure battle with Parramatta Free Services. I've been hearing 1.4, 1.5, some crazy numbers thrown around. It's an interesting way that clubs are recruit now, isn't it? Do they have yeah. recruitment managers anymore or is, yeah. is it just a full text battle? I reckon they should just go blackmail. Just get some dirt on the player and say, we'll release it to Buzz Rothfield if you don't come to the club. Because <laughs> like, if, like, if I'm a player, and then if that's the case, is Wayne Bennett just texting everyone? Hey, what are you doing? Come yeah. to, you to come to Well, you know he's not texting. <laughs> Cameron Munster. Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. Munster's not a real man. <laughs> but if you're, Mo- if you're Moses, though, which is the more attractive club at this stage? The Parramatta Eels played in a grand final last year. Admittedly, the Tigers have got some new signings. Apicoris out, number nine, which will help. But like, if you're Moses, 
where would you where would you want to play? Better the evil, you know. I say. Is I it- mean, Tigers is all like on hope, right? Eels are right now; they're grand finalists, and they should be semi finalists again this year. Tigers, we're thinking they'll improve, but their track record shows that may not be a certainty. Are we also a bit weirded out by the fact that Luke Brooks, who's a halfback, is trying mm. to get another halfback to the club. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. Well, get to the club. Point. He's like, yeah. hey, do you want to come over here and Does replace himself me? Does the job? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make any sense, Yeah, it? I mean, they came through together as juniors and they're, they're, they're best mates off the field. But I agree. I, I don't think at this point in their career they necessarily match up well as a halves pairing. No. Because Mitch Moses used to be just a ball-running 5'8". Now he's he leads part. You, you see him on the field. He fairly sprays people if they don't <laughs> stick to their role. But he he's now a, a genuine halfback. He leads the team around the park. He does the majority of the kicking. He does the majority of the organising. So I, I don't think he and Luke Brooks match up well at all. Uh, Manly back rower Hamoli Olakowatu has revealed he wants to play for the Blues as well as for his native Tonga in the future amid the origin eligibility debate. So last season he said he didn't want to play for the yeah. Blues and his dream was to play for Tonga. This stuff, honestly, it grinds my gears, Philpy. But <laughs> let's have a look at who New South Wales had uh, in their second row last series. So in game one they had Liam Martin and Tarek Sims. Yeah. Uh, on the bench was Murray and, and Madison. I mean, Ola Kawatu, I would suggest, walks in ahead of Tarek Sims. Yeah. He had a massive season, Olakowatu. Yeah. Game two, they had Cam Murray and Liam Martin. I mean, sh- strong pairing. Then they had Crichton and Talakai on the bench. Has Olakowatu outperformed Talakai last season? Um, you could argue yes. Game three, again, they had Murray and Martin, this time with uh, Crichton and Talakai on the bench again. So basically, Murray and Martin has been their pairing last last series. Murray's a lock. Uh, other other players in the mix: Tyson Frizzell, Kaloa Matangi, Hudson Young. Kaloa Matangi and Hudson Young had huge ends to the season last year. Yeah, look, I, obviously, he's going to depend how they start the season. I I really like Hudson Young. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a Newcastle boy, he's so that, that's probably he's a reason. Got that but dog in him. Yeah, <laughs> he he like, he beat us last year. We were dominating the Did Raiders like a, game. A grubber through and then. Yeah. You know, I remember that. I had quite a lot riding on that game. <laughs> and I'm watching it just cursing Canberra, oh, cursing them. He just put a grubber in here. And then Hudson Young turned it around like that. I think he might have set one up, scored one, yeah. and just buried the Knights. Yeah. He's got a lot of X factor. He's got a lot of mongrel. If you if you need someone that will go toe-to-toe with Queenslanders. It was a similar play like Josh Bateman or John Bateman used to do for Canberra. Like yeah. He used to come up with those X factor big plays. And Hudson <laughs> Young, yeah, he, he really lit the competition on fire for the Raiders at the end of the year. But I think he's in for a huge year. Ola Kawatu putting his hand up, I suppose. Are we still waiting for this eligibility thing to be sorted Mate, out? Mate, I'm off it. I'm off it. <laughs> Is I'm it right going to stay? It. I'm right off it. But, because everyone's coming out and saying, I've got a dream. Well, actually, I've, I've got two dreams. <laughs> my first dream is to play for Tonga because that's my heritage and you know that's who I, I identify with most strongly. Yeah, no worries. Like, if you identify with your Tongan heritage, and that's what you're most passionate about, that's great. But I don't believe you can be equally as passionate about New South Wales at the same time. I mean, I, I grew up wanting to represent Australia in swimming, right? My family heritage is Nor- Norwegian, from Norway. I had no interest in representing Norway, <laughs> nor, would I, nor would I or could I ever be as passionate about representing Norway as I could about Australia. I couldn't be because Australia was my one and only love 
And that was the thing I was passionate about. It's the rules that have lent it this way. They have. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't blame the players too much. No, I, I don't, I don't, blame, I don't it, blame the players. Yeah. They're just the narrative sometimes, you know, when when Ola Kwadu comes out and says, now, yeah, 100%, I want to play for them. When last season he posted a Queensland Maroons thing mid-Origin series saying, go the Maroons or up Queensland. Oh, or did he? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, yeah. After, after floating the fact that he would rather play for Tonga. Oh. So to say the – Flick him. Yeah, flick I know. <laughs> I mean, he plays for Manly too as well, so that's two strikes Definitely in my book. <laughs> See you, mate. You're out. Oh, and finally, this is – I mean – this one is just – this is a skid in itself, Philpy. This writes itself. Yep. Ryan Madison's now been denied his bid to convert NRL ban to fine. Would he be the most unpopular guy in the change room? He'd have to be. Potentially. Oh, you know what I would have done if I was the NRL? I would have fined him and suspended him. Like, yeah. I would have done both. Double down yeah. on him. I would have gone, righto, mate. Cop both. Um, I can't imagine when – I think it's three matches he misses at the start of the season. Yep, first three games of the year. He will be walking on eggshells around the dressing room in his, you know, team tracksuit while they're all, you know, getting suited and booted to run out and play because that is dead set ordinary. It's it's pretty poor. Like four grand to him. What's what is that? Like the NRL players are minted these days. So he he particularly, I think, re-signed for like seven hundred k, seven fifty, something like that. Four grand. Four thousand yeah. bucks. Yeah, it's insane. Gibbo's paid more in parking fines in the last month. Absolutely. Did you say parking fines? Yeah, yeah, parking fines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I can't understand that. And to come out and then say, "Oh no, I was just joking," actually. Oh yeah. Oh, seriously. Maybe you know what he can do in those three. Is it four weeks? Three weeks? Three. Three, three weeks. Games. Yeah, he's just gonna have to get in the gym and pump heaps of weights. Because have you seen like Josh Hodson? Have yeah. You seen those photos of him. He's got him covered, I reckon, at yeah. the moment. So he's going to have to get in there and it's just. It's interesting in uh, in sports teams, in, in elite sport, uh, it's taboo to train arms because oh, sure. because they're more for looks, right? The more practical muscles are like you, you know your lats, your back, your quads, the big muscle groups that create power. You don't get a lot of power out of the biceps. Yeah, but these and and I've I've been around NRL teams when they train in the gym and they don't do bicep curls as part of their prescribed strength and conditioning program. So the boys have got to have a set of weights at home and just be pumping <laughs> curls. Because you see those photos come out in the paper and it's usually mid-passing. Yeah. They've got one arm up. The arms are at like 3 o'clock and 9 o'clock and they're passing. And Josh had Josh Hodson looks jacked. Jacked. <laughs> the does. guy's like yeah. mid-30s. I've, I haven't seen him in that sort of shape since he's been in the NRL. Is it potentially a Snapchat filter that he's used? Potentially, <laughs> is it, yeah. Is it? Like, Photoshop? Because I think he Photoshop, might have suggested Facetune. that it was, uh, yeah, photoshopping those images. But, hey, good Warwicks. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had good Warwicks in the uh, – it looked amazing. I didn't know. It looked like uh, someone else's head on – like his head on someone else's body. It didn't make any sense at all, did it? Um, uh, well, there it is. That's our uh, NRL news chat. Uh, you're welcome at any time fitness, no matter who you are or what your goals are. We'll be back very shortly. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home on SEN. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home. You have James Brainerson and Steve Philp. Remember, during the show, call us in 1300-01-1170 or text us 0457-736-736. All right. This is a big part of the show, Phil P. We've got, you could win. I could. You could. Wow. Our listeners could. Oh. Gibbo could. Gib- Gibbo might rig this and win it himself. Rigged. Uh, Kubota Excavator. 
with candidates higher. You got any excavating you need done, Philpy? What's you got a backyard? <laughs> I thought you, all of a sudden this became innuendo to me. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said that, landscaping, I was like, yeah, 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 manscaping. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm you got good. a backyard? Uh, a very small one. With I'm a Sydney homeowner, so no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not really. All right, candidates higher. Easy performer of the month. These these are winners, Gibber, or these are these nominations? These are some of the nominations. So there's a couple in there, Missa. Maybe you could run your eye over them and, and right. what are your suggestions? I think the top one is looking pretty good. If, well, if you don't say so yourself, Steve Smith. Mm. Or two, Sam, two Sam, centuries. Sam Smith, if you're my daughter. She keeps, <laughs> she keeps going, Sam Smith's got another 100. I'm like, no, I don't think he did. <laughs> oh, so Steve Smith's had two centuries and a 66 playing for the Sydney Sixers. Are the Perth Scorchers? who found their way into the Big Bash final again. Novak Djokovic, well, that's my vote, Gibbo. Steve Smith on Novak, come on. Lost <laughs> one set during the whole Australian that's Open. That's incredible. Do you think his hamstring was really injured? Nah, he fakes it all the time. Mm. Which is ironic, though, because I was thinking, if he needs a needle, is he going to get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know he doesn't like facts. <laughs> uh, Jordan Maylada and the Philadelphia Eagles, who play in the Super Bowl. Luke Shepardson. At the Eddie over the weekend in Hawaii, the Eddie... Eddie Aikau Invitational. Is that Waimea Bay? Waimea Bay. So it doesn't run very often. Luke Shepparton is a local lifeguard. Went on what? his break, <laughs> surfed in the contest, which happens very rarely in one. Yeah. So that's not how a bad big, effort. How big was the swell? Because oh. it's like a shore break, isn't it? It's a bit I, like dicey. I think it was like 30, because they only run it when it's really huge. I think it was about 30, 40 foot, and there were quite a few Australians in it. And yeah, so Glassy stuff, just, isn't it? Was it yeah. off, offshore and glassy? Oh, I was offshore and oh, glassy, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, go. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the next performer of the month, the rain in Sydney, or lack thereof. Oh, well, the Sydney test was yeah. muddled by rain. The Big Bash. Big bash. Been a few Mate, we games. had a couple of beautiful weeks. Uh, yesterday was rough. All right, the last one. Uh, Rhea Ripley becoming the first Australian to win the Royal Rumble oh, in the WWE. Yes. Adelaide Board star, 26 years old, also became the first w- woman to enter at number one and go the whole way, outlasting the other 29 entrants to win the over-the-top rope battle royale. Do you do this one, Gibbo? That's do you great. watch a bit yeah, of wrestling? Yeah. Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. Who well, doesn't watch okay. the Royal Rumble? I'll tell you what. That's like, my vote. There you yeah. go. Rhea Ripley's got yeah. my vote. Uh, win- well, at least the script writers. <laughs> winner <laughs> winner 1.7 ton. Carbotar Excavator with Canards Hire. Visit canards.com.au. After the break, we'll be taking your calls and texts. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home on SEN. Yeah, welcome back to the Summer Run Home. You're with James Magnuson and Steve Philp. Almost into the third hour now, Philpy. We're We're flying, flying. bro. We're flying. Flying. Your kids are still standing out of front of school. (laughs) Dad, dad. (laughs) They're usually like, dad's in the pub across the road, but not today. Dad's in that Audi you saw on TV, kids. He's joyriding. Uh, Coming up, uh, Phil P, we've got Sean Omerod from Sportsbet. I want to just have a bit of a general chat to Shawnee boy. He's a good dude, Sean. Yeah, uh, he is. Got on the piss with him, I know. Great dude. Great Barry Tui from the Newcastle Herald. Talk all thing nights. That's coming up very shortly. You're listening to the Summer Run Home on SEN. Thanks to Hyundai, Tucson, Turbo Diesel, in stock now, and Blunston, Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move.